Phoenix Suns last night, tough, tough loss and probably one of the most frustrating hindsight losses that I've seen from a basketball game in a while. So we want to vent about it with uh, Phoenix Suns broadcaster and great friend of the show, John Bloom. Bloomer joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Bloomer, thanks so much for taking the time today. How are you? I'm all right, fellas. Uh, I am uh, glad that you're, uh, you know, pouring some out for for takeoff, and uh, good to hear the, the amigos on the show. Also, uh, I do want to just uh, get a little insight into how the Mitch and Steve, as opposed to Steve and Mitch, how that all went down. <laughs> like, was there a was it a high level meeting uh, of whose name got first billing in that? I asked for top billing, but they said we were going to go alphabetical by last name, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're always true. I know. He I missed know. it by two letters. Two letters, Bloomer. <laughs> oh, good that we can laugh after a tough one last night at the Footprint Center. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I took some calls to some ornery people. I'm sure you can imagine after that one. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, I'm assuming you've seen the two-minute report by now. Is that one of the more frustrating losses in hindsight that you've seen from this Phoenix Suns team? Um, I don't know if I'd put it there because it's game eight of the season. Um, and we've certainly had frustrating losses in recent history that meant a lot more. Um, and where the performance was a lot more frustrating of the team. I don't think the team's performance necessarily was that frustrating. Some people might because they'll look across the way and see that there was no Damian Lillard and no Anthony Simons. And yet the Suns struggle with that young group. But I look at it as that's a difficult animal because you're taking on a team that you don't necessarily prepare for. You don't know how to prepare for you don't ever prepare for Justice Winslow running the point right. uh, as a starting point guard in the NBA uh, and just barreling down the paint at you full speed like Luka Doncic style. So they had to adjust. They adjusted. It took a little while for them to adjust. And then the energy of the, of the young players of Portland, I give them a lot of credit. They, they definitely, you know, earned their right to be leading most of that game. And then when the Suns tried to flip the switch and turn it on, it's just a little bit tougher to do when you're not getting um, the benefit of the call as well. And you saw the two-minute report. I don't need to get too deep into that. But, yeah, three clear mistakes down the stretch that, that uh, played a factor in determining the winner of the game. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, oh, let's not leave it there. Bloomer, how many <laughs> steps did you count? Five. I counted over <laughs> and over and over before I went on the air last night. I counted five. five. It's hard to do that, you know, because I've got a it's a Syracuse guy that knocked down that shot and I'm never gonna yeah. really get down on a That's on a fellow orangeman. But uh at the same time, yeah, he got away with one and, and everybody was saying, Well, you can't call travel there and my quick response to that was like, Well, didn't they just call travel on Mikel the previous play? <laughs> so you can't say that they're not gonna call a travel at that part of the game when they just did it for crying out loud. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough one. I, I don't like to harp on calls. I never do. I never like to blame officials for determining how games, um, you know, how, how the results of the game end up. But in this case, it's hard to overlook it. Other than the two losses that they've had to Portland this year, 6-0 and oh against some actually pretty strong competition, including a beatdown of the Warriors. What have you seen from this Suns team that maybe is slightly different than last year's iteration? I think there are 
definitely some nuanced differences in the roster, and I think that the coaching staff is still figuring those nuances out, as we are as well, while we watch. Um, and I think that the mindset is probably the biggest shift, to be honest with you. Uh, I think, you know, top to bottom, at least from the guys that are back, you have some new guys, and Damian Lee is bringing his own championship mindset to the table. Uh, and then you've got Jock Landell, obviously, playing a big role with this group. Uh, we'll see how much we see of Josh Akogi and Dwayne Watt. Washington Jr. and, uh, you know, on down the way. But I think from what I've seen, the mindset of this group is not going to live and die as much with the wins and losses during the regular season because they understand really what it's going to take uh, to accomplish their ultimate goal. And now that they've gotten so close, you know, when, when they had the lead against Milwaukee in the finals and then last season, the heartbreak of not getting anywhere near where they wanted to get, uh, I think that they've kind of rallied around this approach. And, and again, that's the mindset, but it's also tricky because because you can see other teams who probably understand it just as well, but aren't necessarily playing at the level that this team is playing at. And that's because they still are led by arguably one of the greatest to ever play point guard in Chris Paul. And they still have the best shooting guard on the planet right now in Devin Booker. These are things that other teams don't have. We're talking with Phoenix Suns broadcaster John Bloom on Arizona Sports Saturday. And Bloomer, during yesterday's game, notably, Cam Johnson leaves the game early, five minutes in with uh, what looked like a non-contact knee injury, which usually is a very bad thing in sports. I don't know much about this. I don't know if you do what the timetable might look like. But if, in fact, the Suns are without Cam Johnson for uh, a good chunk of time, and with the only really comparable player they have to him on the bench is, would be Jay Crowder, who, of course, is not playing for the Suns these days. What do you do if you're without Cam Johnson for the foreseeable future? That's a great question. And and I don't have the answer yet either. I don't have the update on Cam. I'm hoping for the best. But uh, anytime you have like a, a knee thing and, and he was grabbing it pretty immediately and he was, you know, walking over to Monty during play to ask to come out of the game. And I was watching the whole thing go down. Tim Kempton and I actually shot each other a look before Al had noticed and before really anybody had noticed because we both kind of saw it go down in live action. And then watching his reaction was really what made us react ourselves. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how bad it's going to be. Um, but the question is, does this mean that you could actually mend something with a guy who could contribute in Jay Crowder? He's on the payroll, you know? I mean, he, he's got the uniform. Uh, the locker may still be there. I haven't seen it. But uh, I, I just this is a, a baffling situation. But it could end up being quite an insurance policy if Cam Johnson has to miss a significant amount of time that you do have a guy you could go to if you can, you know, say water under the bridge. Now, that I don't know. I don't know all the details of how Jay is feeling, how caught up in his feelings he is through this whole thing, and how James Jones and his staff feel about potentially mending it either. So I don't know if that's a feasible thing. If it is, then it's something that, could happen quicker than let's say a trade because I think that's what everybody's waiting for well they're just going to trade Jay Crowder well 
that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to happen now. And even if Cam Johnson has to miss a lot of time, it, it doesn't necessarily make it easier for James Jones and his crew to make a trade because then, of course, everybody knows that they're doing it out of desperation, which he's made a point to show that they're not desperate. That's why they haven't made a move uh, to this point. So I'm curious, just like you guys are, to see how this all plays out. But I know, first and foremost, my thoughts are with Cam Johnson and hoping that uh, that he's okay and that whatever went down with the knee is not that serious. Outside of the injury to Cam Johnson, however, would you personally welcome Jay Crowder back if he asked? Me personally, like John Bloom, the guy who just does radio stuff, hundred percent. Okay, (laughs) yeah, thousand percent. I have no ill will towards Jay. I mean, I've said this all along. I'm just disappointed that he's not there. I love Jay Crowder and what he's contributed for this basketball team over the last couple years. And I'll tell you, the most telling thing to me when we got Jay Crowder to begin with was all the fans from Miami and how upset they were to lose him. And then hearing all the fans from all the other stops he's made along his career in, in the NBA and how much they loved him. This guy could run for mayor in almost every city he's played in. That to me told a, quite a story. Now this is a disappointing turn to that story, how this has all resulted in him just sitting out and posting videos of him shooting in empty gyms. That's disappointing. That's the word I use because I'd rather see him playing basketball in the NBA and, and I'd rather, to see him playing for the Phoenix Suns. I'm not involved in those decisions, and I understand that there are a lot more to go into it than I even know, and so that's why I kind of remove myself from that and stay away from it. But, uh, yeah, you ask me personally, and that's why I say that. If I'm in the room that they're in right now deciding what to do uh, with this roster, there could be other things involved that, that I don't even have knowledge of. We're talking with John Bloom, our good friend, a guy who does radio stuff, as he so eloquently put it. Um, Bloomer, tonight, the Blazers back in the Suns building for the second night in a row. That's weird, right? Very weird. Um, You know, being a baseball fan, it's not uh, that foreign from a sports standpoint, but from a basketball standpoint, yes, to go back-to-back nights against the same team um, is unique. Uh, I don't hate it. I understand what the NBA is trying to accomplish in limiting some travel because the travel is definitely uh, a big part of, uh, you know, the lifestyle um, in the league. And, you know, I think it can contribute to the, to the style of play. I don't know how you guys feel, but it's the same thing. I feel like every time I turn on Thursday night football in the NFL, I just understand that it's not going to be as good of a product. It just, it just can't be right. So I think the NBA is trying to better the product. And for that reason, I applaud it. Uh, speaking of the product tonight, uh, will we see Damian Lillard? We didn't see him yesterday. And like you mentioned earlier, it led to seeing some unusual players playing the point guard position. Uh, how might tonight's game be completely different from last night's game? It might be, but it might not be. I mean, that's the thing. We don't know, and we won't find out until right before tip-off because that's the way things are operating these days. So Chauncey Billups, uh, you know, hinted yesterday that Damian Lillard's getting close. I heard from uh, some guys with Portland that Dame is chomping at the bit and wants to be back out playing. Uh, That's his personality, and I get that, but it's another thing where he feels healthy and ready to go, and maybe the the doctors are just being cautious because, again, we're in game nine 
of the season now tonight. So uh, he's a question mark. Anthony Simon's still a question mark for Portland, too. And if you haven't watched that young man play, I know he's now 23. I think this is his fourth or fifth season, believe it or not. But uh, he's just getting better and better. And uh, him not being there last night was another reason why it just looked like on paper a total mismatch. But sometimes that's what uh, becomes a trap game or whatever you know phrase you want to use for, for sports. Uh, tonight, I think the Suns will have their complete attention directed towards their opponent because they've lost two games and it's to that same squad. So uh, we'll see if they can get a little modicum of revenge uh, in game three here tonight. Bloomer, thanks so much for carving out some time for us. Have a great broadcast tonight. Thank you, and you guys keep doing a great job. Appreciate uh, the change uh, in name, and and I do want a little bit more insight someday about the uh, at least the arm wrestling match or fist fight that you guys had. It'll have to be an off-air story, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomer, thanks so much. John Bloom, Phoenix Suns broadcaster. Bloomer, an awesome guy. In does general. radio stuff. Does radio as stuff. He, uh, as he put it, he does more than just some he radio totally stuff. He totally does more than some radio stuff.